Welcome to day five of week 19 of the daily Bible reading. Today we're reading 2 Samuel chapters 3 through 5, 1 Chronicles 12, Psalm 122, and Acts 22. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we're so grateful that your gospel is for all men. We thank you, Father, that you saw fit to send men out into the world to preach to all creation. And we pray, Father, that you would use us today, that we would spread your gospel, that we would believe your gospel, that we would truly listen to you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin the reading in Second Samuel chapter 3. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and David grew steadily stronger, but the house of Saul grew weaker continually. Sons were born to David at Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and his second Chiliab by Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, and the third Absalom the son of Makkah, the daughter of Talmai king of Geshur, and the fourth Adonijah the son of Haggith, and the fifth Shephatiah the son of Abital, and the sixth Ithream by David's wife Eglah. These were born to David at Hebron. It came about while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why have you gone in to my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishbosheth and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show kindness to the house of Saul your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not delivered you into the hands of David. And yet today you charge me with a guilt concerning the woman. May God do so to Abner, and more also, if as the Lord has sworn to David, I do not accomplish this for him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul, and to establish the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could no longer answer Abner a word, because he was afraid of him. Then Abner sent messengers to David in his place, saying, Whose is the land? Make your covenant with me, and behold, my hand shall be with you to bring all Israel over to you. He said, Good, I will make a covenant with you, but I demand one thing of you, namely, you shall not see my face, unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see me. So David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife Michael, to whom I was betrothed for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, from Paltiel, the son of Laish. But her husband went with her, weeping as he went, and followed her as far as Baharim. Then Abner said to him, Go, return. So he returned. Now Abner had consultation with the elders of Israel, saying, in times past you were seeking for David to be king over you, now then do it. For the Lord has spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke in the hearing of Benjamin, and in addition Abner went to speak in the hearing of David in Hebron all that seemed good to Israel and to the whole house of Benjamin. Then Abner and twenty men with him came to David at Hebron. And David made a feast for Abner and the men who were with him. Abner said to David, Let me arise and go and gather all Israel to my lord the king, that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may be king over all that your soul desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. 
And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from a raid and brought much spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the army that was with him arrived, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he has sent him away, and he has gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What have you done? Behold, Abner came to you. Why then have you sent him away, and he is already gone? You know, Abner the son of Ner, that he came to deceive you, and to learn of your going out and coming in, and to find out all that you are doing. When Joab came out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the well of Sirah. But David did not know it. So when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the middle of the gate to speak with him privately. And there he struck him in the belly so that he died, on account of the blood of Asahel his brother. Afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are innocent before the Lord forever of the blood of Abner the son of Ner. May it fall on the head of Joab and on all his father's house. And may there not fail from the house of Joab one who has a discharge, or who is a leper, or who takes hold of a distaff, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks bread. So Joab and Abishai his brother killed Abner, because he had put their brother Asahel to death in the battle at Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and to all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and gird on sackcloth and lament before Abner. And King David walked behind the bier. Thus they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. The king chanted a lament for Abner and said, Should Abner die as a fool dies, your hands were not bound nor your feet put in fetters, as one falls before the wicked you have fallen. And all the people wept again over him. Then all the people came to persuade David to eat bread while it was still day. But David vowed, saying, May God do so to me, and more also if I taste bread or anything else before the sun goes down. Now all the people took note of it, and it pleased them, just as everything the king did pleased all the people. So all the people and all Israel understood that day that it had not been the will of the king to put Abner the son of Ner to death. Then the king said to his servants, Do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen this day in Israel? I am weak today, though anointed king, and these men, the sons of Zeruiah, are too difficult for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil. Chapter 4 now when Ishbosheth, Saul's son, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage, and all Israel was disturbed. Saul's son had two men who were commanders of bands. The name of the one was Bana, and the name of the other Rechab, sons of Rimon the Berethite, of the sons of Benjamin, for Beeroth was also considered part of Benjamin, and the Berethites fled to Gittim and have been aliens there until this day. Now Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the report of Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened that in her hurry to flee, he fell and became lame, and his name was Mephibosheth. So the sons of Ramon the Berethite, Rechab and Bana, departed and came to the house of Ishbosheth in the heat of the day, while he was taking his midday rest. They came to the middle of the house as if to get wheat, and they struck him in the belly, and Rechab and Bana his brother escaped. Now when they came into the house as he was lying on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him and killed him and beheaded him. And they took his head and traveled by way of the Arabah all night. 
Then they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy who sought your life. Thus the Lord has given my lord the king vengeance this day on Saul and his descendants. David answered Rechab and Bana his brother, sons of Ramon the Berethite, and said to them, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all distress, when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and killed him in Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed a righteous man in his own house on his bed, shall I not now require his blood from your hand, and destroy you from the earth? Then David commanded the young men, and they killed them, and cut off their hands and feet, and hung them up beside the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the grave of Abner in Hebron. Chapter 5 Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. Previously, when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and in. And the Lord said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be a ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them before the Lord at Hebron. Then they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he became king, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years over all Israel and Judah. Now the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land. And they said to David, You shall not come in here, but the blind and lame will turn you away, thinking, David cannot enter here. Nevertheless, David captured the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. David said on that day, Whoever would strike the Jebusites, let him reach the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul, through the water tunnel. Therefore they say, The blind or the lame shall not come into the house. So David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built all around from the millow and inward. David became greater and greater, for the Lord God of hosts was with him. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees and carpenters and stonemasons, and they built a house for David. And David realized that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. Meanwhile, David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem after he had come from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. Now these are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem, Shamua. Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek out David. And when David heard of it, he went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines came and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim. Then David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal-perazim and defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore he named that place Baal-perazim. They abandoned their idols there, so David and his men carried them away. Now the Philistines came up once again and spread themselves out in the valley of Rephaim, When David inquired of the Lord, he said, 
You shall not go directly up, circle around behind them, and come at them in front of the balsam trees. It shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees. Then you shall act promptly, for then the Lord will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. Then David did so, just as the Lord had commanded him, and struck down the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. First Chronicles chapter 12 Now these are the ones who came to David at Ziklag, while he was still restricted because of Saul the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men who helped him in war. They were equipped with bows, using both the right hand and the left to sling stones and to shoot arrows from the bow. They were Saul's kinsmen from Benjamin. The chief was Ahizer, then Joash, the sons of Shema the Gibeathite, and Jeziel and Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, and Berakah and Jehu the Anathathite, and Ishmaiah the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty, and over the thirty. Then Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, Josabad the Gedarathite, Elizai, Jeremoth, Beliah, Shemariah, Shephatiah the Herophite, Elkanah, Ishiah, Azarel, Joezer, Jashabim the Korahites, and Joela and Zebediah the sons of Jeroham of Gedor. From the Gadites there came over to David in the stronghold in the wilderness mighty men of valor, men trained for war, who could handle shield and spear, and whose faces were like the faces of lions, and they were as swift as the gazelles on the mountains. Ezer was the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, Macbani the eleventh. These of the sons of Gad were captains of the army. He who was least was equal to a hundred, and the greatest to a thousand. These are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month, when it was overflowing all its banks, and they put to flight all those in the valleys, both to the east and to the west. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and Judah came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you come peacefully to me to help me, my heart shall be united with you. But if you betray me to my adversaries, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look on it and decide. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, who was chief of the thirty, and he said, We are yours, O David, and with you, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to him who helps you. Indeed, your God helps you. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. From Manasseh also some defected to David when he was about to go to battle with the Philistines against Saul. But they did not help them, for the lords of the Philistines, after consultation, sent him away, saying, At the cost of our heads he may defect to his master Saul. As he went to Ziklag, there defected to him from Manasseh, Adna, Jozebad, Jadiel, Michael, Jozebad, Elihu, and Zilathai, captains of thousands who belonged to Manasseh. They helped David against the band of raiders, for they were all mighty men of valor, and were captains in the army. For day to day men came to David to help him, until there was a great army like the army of God. Now these are the numbers of the divisions equipped for war, who came to David at Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him, according to the word of the Lord. The sons of Judah who bore shield and spear were six thousand eight hundred equipped for war. Of the sons of Simeon, mighty men of valor for war, 7,100. 
of the sons of Levi, 4,600. Now Jehoiada was the leader of the house of Aaron, and with him were 3,700. Also Zadok, a young man mighty of valor, and of his father's house, 22 captains. Of the sons of Benjamin, Saul's kinsmen, 3,000. For until now, the greatest part of them had kept their allegiance to the house of Saul. Of the sons of Ephraim, 20,800 mighty men of valor, famous men in their father's households. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, who were designated by name to come and make David king. Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, their chiefs were 200, and all their kinsmen were at their command. Of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out in the army, who could draw up in battle formation with all kinds of weapons of war, and helped David with an undivided heart. Of Naphtali, there were 1,000 captains, and with them 37,000 with shield and spear. Of the Danites, who could draw up in battle formation, there were 28,600. Of Asher, there were 40,000 who went out in the army to draw up in battle formation. From the other side of the Jordan, of the Reubenites and the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, there were 120,000 with all kinds of weapons of war for the battle. All these, being men of war who could draw up in battle formation, came to Hebron with a perfect heart to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one mind to make David king. They were there with David three days, eating and drinking, for their kinsmen had prepared for them. Moreover, those who were near to them, even as far as Issachar and Zebulun and Naphtali, brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and on oxen, great quantities of flour cakes, fig cakes, and bunches of raisins, wine, oil, oxen, and sheep. There was joy indeed in Israel. Now let's read Psalm 122, a song of ascents of David. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem that is built as a city that is compact together, to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, in ordinance for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there thrones were set for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you, may peace be within your walls, and prosperity within your palaces." For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, May peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. And now let's read Acts chapter 22. Yesterday we left off as Paul was about to give a speech to the people in Hebrew. And today we read that speech. Brethren and fathers, hear my defense which I now offer to you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew dialect, they became even more quiet, and he said, I am a Jew, born of Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated under Gamaliel, strictly according to the law of our fathers, being zealous for God just as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women into prisons, as also the high priest and all the council of the elders can testify. From them I also received letters to the brethren, and started off for Damascus, in order to bring even those who were there to Jerusalem as prisoners to be punished. But it happened that as I was on my way, approaching Damascus about noontime, a very bright light suddenly flashed from heaven all around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? 
And he said to me, I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me saw the light, to be sure, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Get up and go on into Damascus, and there you will be told of all that has been appointed for you to do. But since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. A certain Ananias, a man who was devout by the standard of the law and well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and standing near said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very time I looked up at him, and he said, The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear an utterance from his mouth, for you will be a witness for him to all men of what you have seen and heard. Now why do you delay? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. It happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I fell into a trance, and I saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves understand that in one synagogue after another I used to imprison and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I also was standing by approving and watching out for the coats of those who were slaying him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. They listened to him up to this statement, and then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were crying out and throwing off their cloaks and tossing dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks, stating that he should be examined by scourging, so that he might find out the reason why they were shouting against him that way. But when they stretched him out with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and told him, saying, What are you about to do, for this man is a Roman? The commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? And he said, Yes. The commander answered, I acquired this citizenship with a large sum of money. And Paul said, But I was actually born a citizen. Therefore those who were about to examine him immediately let go of him, and the commander also was afraid when he found out that he was a Roman, and because he had put him in chains. But on the next day, wishing to know for certain why he had been accused by the Jews, he released him and ordered the chief priests and all the council to assemble, and brought Paul down and set him before them. And that's the end of the reading for this week. Until next time, have a great weekend, and keep meditating on the Word of God.